This is the Brandless Podcast. Here are your hosts, Aunt Sinescalchi and Matt Olton. It's been 84 years. People, we are back. We're back. It's been a long time coming, but uh, you know, some things, life got in the way. So did Matt's audio equipment. Yeah, we don't need to throw me under the bus for that. <laughs> Folks, we had a fantastic episode drawn up for you back in December, the Christmas movie draft episode. We got about halfway through, and all of a sudden, Anthony could not be heard. Yeah, I'd go to Cancun the next morning, so I tried to give you guys some content, and then, you know, Mexico got in the way. Sorry. Yep. And then, you know, we just never, we never got back together to <laughs> film or record this. Um, but good news is, Ant is back up in northern New Jersey, and surprise, we're going to do all of our episodes in person now. That doesn't mean we're recording uh, on video or anything like that, but... Yet. Yet. That's, that's in the next phase. Once in we the paid tier. <laughs> once we get more than two episodes under our belt, maybe we'll start filming our sessions. And the skeptics will think another episode won't come out. You know what? They might be right, but they also might be wrong. They might be. So, I just wanted to do like a, a quick catch-up, and... The people are waiting to hear what's been going on in your life over the past six months. Let us know. Oh, wow. This is a loaded question. Let me think about it. I went to Mexico, went to a bunch of bachelor parties, spent most of my uh, spendable income. I lived home for a little bit, enjoyed the rest of the summer, and I moved back to North Jersey because I couldn't live without this pod having a second episode. So, you know, I threw threw caution to the wind and moved back to North Jersey and reunited with my co-host over here. Other than that, probably some other stuff happened, but if I think of it, I'll let you guys know. I think you just moved back up to North Jersey to stop having to get texts from me saying, we doing the pot again? Yeah, between that and like, hey, I want to come up here and hang out, I was like, all right, you know what? It's either I'm going to break my thumbs texting or just pay an exorbitant amount of rent. <laughs> Option B sounded like the better move and, you know, work decided to tell us COVID was over finally, I think, and now we have to come in every day, three times a week, so... Just made a lot more sense. And the softball team couldn't couldn't let my smoking bases boys down. Matt's on the shelf, but eventually he'll rejoin the team. Yeah, I'm, I I spoke to the uh, the PT today, and oh, she updated. said that she thinks by the end of the summer I should be able to be activated off the IL. So I could be that final playoff push addition for smoking bases. So Matt <laughs> is essentially Giancarlo Stan. I'm going to not play the whole year and then show up and clog up the lineup in the playoffs. I love it. Got to clog up the lineup. Love a good clog. I just want to get out there, shag some flies, throw some people out on the base paths. That's my main value. Yeah, I feel a, defense. Yeah, I mean, and also there are rumors swirling we bought a new loaded bat. So uh, You don't want to announce that. Cheating is back. <laughs> Better hope Finnegan's isn't listening to this episode. <laughs> Fuck Finnegan's, those jerks. And honestly, unless anybody from the team is listening to this, they're not going to understand that at all. Oh, they will. We're going to send this right out to them. Yeah. <laughs> the team will be listening to this podcast because we will do team updates just for their listenership. Exactly. And whoever those two people that unsubscribed are, we will find you and we will probably bring you back. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send out text to everyone that I previously texted when we did the first episode. And just be like, hey, if you happen to be the person who did unsubscribe, you need to resubscribe. Yeah, you should probably just do yourself a favor and resubscribe because it's going to be really painful if we find out. We did We did numbers that first episode. We did. It's led to the contract dispute, which led us to holding out, which led us to forgetting to record for six months. But here we are. Our, our demands were met. 
They were met. I mean, Joe Rogan and Alex Cooper weren't happy. They didn't want their contracts to be topped, but, you know, things happen. I know, that's how you could afford the, the new apartment. I, I mean, you know, there's a beanbag chair here that costs more than I care to admit to. Matt loves talking about it, but it was part of the signing bonus. Oh, the beanbag chair. It's beautiful. I should be recording while sitting in the beanbag chair. Yeah, we'll do an episode from the beanbag chair. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, quick catch up. Um, I got a tattoo in March. That was cool. Had a good time doing that. Me and a couple friends went over to the tattoo shop. We all mutilated our bodies together. And uh, it was a good bonding experience. And then, oh, also I quit my job like two weeks ago. Yeah, so Matt's a full-time podcaster now, so, um, you know, he's, he's a big deal. He's Big Cat. He's Joe Rogan. He's a guy with two episodes, maybe, after this, assuming it gets posted correctly. <laughs> Potentially two episodes under the belt, so I'm risking everything for this. Please follow. Please like. Please subscribe. I really need this. He really needs it. Thank you. But yeah, I, I was just tired of what I was doing. I'm taking some time away to reevaluate the the career interests and kind of where I want to go next with my career. So it's not it's not a permanent unemployment, but um, it is a needed one to help me kind of redirect my focus. You know, listeners, please ask Matt for his resume. He will send it out. <laughs> I will send my resume as soon as you text me and ask for it. <laughs> All right, well, good catch-up, and we'll be back after this quick break. And we're back. All right, so Matt, I have a bone to pick with you. A bone? Oh, it's a bone, and we have to pick it before we go to the next segment. All right, hit me. All right, so conventional wisdom would say, you know, the term ghosting. If you hear that, it's either spooky season or, you know, it's a girl not answering a text. But you just brought it into a new light. You're the guy ghoster. You're Matt the Friendly Ghoster. And I've noticed this especially since I moved home and I wasn't seeing you as much. You were the king of not answering texts. Unless there is like specific information you want, you will just go away for weeks on end. And I'm like, did I say something wrong? Did I offend him? But, you know, it's not all just me attacking you. I really wanted to say, I used this method on some friends and goddamn it felt good. I'm glad you could see the, the power of this ghosting tactic. I, I won't say that it's always intentional when I'm not answering people. But, you know, sometimes you got to just, like, give yourself some space. There's no reason to always be on the phone. I get, like, you got to talk to your friends. You got to be somewhat social. But I don't want to be tapping on my phone all day long talking about stuff that doesn't really need to be talked about. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I've definitely been trying to... Like, after I see my screen time some days, I'm just like, this is disgusting. And I've been trying to... I actually ditched my Apple Watch. That was my first first thing there. I would say I took credit for it, but my therapist sure did. She's like, maybe ditch the Apple Watch. The constant notifications are not great for you. And I was well, like, you know what? Was that the issue? Was that you were able to just always see your text, even if it, the phone was in your pocket? Yeah, I was at the point where I was, like, getting ghost vibration. I thought I was, like, getting the haptic thing. I would, like, look at my watch. Like, not for... Sometimes at the time. But, like, sometimes, like, oh, let me see if I have anything. Or, like, it was just becoming too much. I just didn't need it. So now I'm at the point where it's kind of like a workout accessory. Like, if I'm going to go run or go hit the gym, I'll throw it on and, like, track that. So I've been, like, maybe debating going to whoop instead. No screen, no other non-health things. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's why I got the Apple Watch. Cause I got really into running during COVID and I wanted it for that. 
But like next thing I know, I'm getting like people that you think I might want to follow on TikTok, and it was just too much. And it was just endless. My all my emails, text. It was just like a lot, and I'm just I don't need this anymore. I feel like that was just like making my screen time go off the charts, and it just like had to stop. So it's been going on for like three weeks. The Apple Watch is just chilling on my dresser, waiting for me to go to the gym. The TikTok follow suggestions is so excessive. I didn't even know it was there. That was the last straw. I'm like, this is a thing. It was like, you might know this person. It was someone I had no idea who they were. <laughs> that would have made me absolutely sick. Yeah, I was done. I, I would have ripped off the watch, tossed it in the Hudson real quick. But uh, I'm not somebody who like tracks all their steps or anything. Did you do that? No, I'm not a step doer. I'm just like a running tracker. I know people that do steps. I don't even know what a good amount of steps is. Like I walk everywhere as you saw. Uh, just for you guys, just for a little relevance, I'm like probably a 20 minute fast walker walk from Hoboken to where I am in Weehawken. And as Matt was driving here today to do the episode, he was like, I can't believe you do this, especially drunk. So like fun fact, I walk everywhere. Like I'm a huge walker. I like walking places. So, but no, I don't count my steps, but I'm sure they'd be very high if I did. He'll be drunk, hungover. It doesn't even matter. He's going to walk. Three to four miles home. Yeah, I will not give Uber the satisfaction of getting that $21 after I just spent 200 at the bar. But all right, back to the ghost thing. So, long story short, we're on our phones too much, everyone. PSA, don't do it. It's bad for your life, mental health, attention span, all the above. I was at the point where I was checking my watch to like see if I had notifications like during TV shows and sports. I'm done with that. New Leaf, we're here. But this is about you and your ghosting <laughs> and how I added it to my arsenal of narcissism <laughs> and evil tactics. So I, so when someone, I'm not going to name any names, but, you know, if one of your friends pisses you off and they're being really fucking annoying or they do something to piss you off and, you know, you don't want to call them out on it. You just kind of want to, like, you know, let them stew in their own thoughts of what they did wrong. You just ghost your boys. You see them do it, you per you don't know no red receipts, that's petty. Just a good old fashioned Halloween spooktacular ghost thing. I want that to be a new hashtag that's trending on Twitter. Hashtag ghost your boys. We should start that. Hashtag ghost your boys. Yep. Hear that listeners? Ghost your boys. Put put a <laughs> Honestly, it's a, it's such a, a powerful feeling. Not just like Imagine when they double text you. Well, that's what I was about to say. Oh, like, oh I felt that. The double, felt the that. triple text, and you're still not answering? When I got that first double text, I texted Matt and just said, I know how you feel with no context. <laughs> he asked what, and I replied with the emoji of the other gif of Thanos putting that last stone in the glove and, like, getting all the power. I'm like, this is me from ghosting one of my boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we need the Infinity Gauntlet just for when we pull that maneuver. Otherwise, that'll cook our whole arm. We're not... We're just mere mortals. Yeah, we can't. We handle can't that. handle that power. Yeah, if we start doing video for this pod, we're gonna have to buy an Infinity Gauntlet as a prop. It's gonna have to happen. I'm kind of down for that. Me too. We should dress as ghosts one episode. <laughs> anyway, that was just touching on ghosting. Um, all right, what else do you want to get into, Matt? Down the run sheet. I know you had another topic you were really excited to talk about. Yeah. Um, I think this will hit home for some of our Jersey listeners. So everyone. Uh, that's probably <laughs> probably everybody. Probably one schmuck in Delaware or something, but it's fine. Yeah, Blue Hands Forever. Got a lot of hens that want, want to listen to us. Yeah. Uh, but something I wanted to touch on was Memorial Day weekend as a 30-year-old. And I'm almost 30, so I'm still not officially old. But I'll consider myself as a 30-year-old for this. What does... The washed up group of former degenerates now do on Memorial Day weekend. I mean, I can say what I did, and I went into it saying, you know what, this is the year 
I kind of started phasing out of a lot of the places last year. I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, the hangover sucked. The crowd was young. Like, the getting everywhere is annoying. I feel like the lines have just gotten worse. Maybe that's me just being old and noticing it more. But the lines are just brutal. Like, getting a drink's a pain in the ass. So, um, I kind of went into the weekend low-key. I mean, tradition, me and my buddies have been doing it since probably the first year we had a beach house way back when. We used to always go to the, uh, at the time, Boomerang Carton summer kickoff WFAN party. They used to be a headliner, I think, and now it's a DJ's, but whatever. A lot of change there. My boy Carton went in and out of jail. He's now on the afternoon show, but long story short, wanted to keep that tradition going. So went to DJ's, but like not actual DJ's. They do it in the parking lot. They have like a stage set up, like a summer thing. It was imp- important clarification. Yeah, that, like, like we were not, you couldn't see a green wall, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> and uh, I mean, yeah, did I have a grail before 10 a.m.? Like maybe, but. Wait, we need to talk about the grail video. That you posted on Instagram. Oh, yeah. The right, grill we'll with the one and only Tiki Barber. All right, we can talk about that. So we, we hung out. We went to the show. They had some live music. It's like an older crowd. It's a lot of like mid-30s to old guys crowd, like listening to sports talk. They had a band. But anyway, Tiki Barber does the midday show on WFAN. And he has a partnership with uh, Sportsbet, I think. It's one of the gambling, like, local gambling apps, like, not the ones you know. So he hung out and, like, was mingling with the fans. And, you know, me being me, I when I see celebrities that I, like, enjoy, I go right up to them and, like, kind of just bro out with them. I don't act like put them on a pedestal. And they usually, like, you know, gravitate to that. So I went up to – I got his autograph last year. I'm a huge Giants fan, so seeing Tiki was cool. But I went up to him this time, and I was like, I'm going to throw him a curveball. So I went up to him, dapped him up. Asked for an autograph, and he used to be on Real Housewives of New Jersey. So I asked his thoughts on the Scandaval for the Vanderpumps out there. (laughs) And he laughed, like, hard belly laugh, like, was not expecting that question. He said something to the effect of, like, I am so out on that. I think he got kicked off the show or something. So he's not an A. He got kicked off of Real Housewives? I think they didn't want his wife on anymore. So, like, by association, he was off. He's like... So anyway, I I just know a lot of Bravo people. not really one myself. But I figured I'd ask them a curveball. I hear about it at work constantly, all the Bravos and all their, you know, nonsense going on there. So I brought that up to him. And then last year he had told me, my buddy, he was like drunkenly thinking about running for governor. So I asked how that was going and, you know, he didn't seem to. Is this breaking news that Tiki Barber wants to run for governor? Apparently it's a thing on the internet and like he caught wind of it. So like we, so my buddy Tim, shout out to him, asked him about it. So I brought it up a year later and he just like did not seem very into it anymore. So we were shooting the shit and then... Alleg- and then I'm like thinking we're talking for a while so like me and him obviously hit it off a little bit so like the line was backing up with people waiting for autographs and me and him were shooting the shit we're talking about the Giants we talked about Bravo for a second we talked about his gubernatorial run we touched on a lot of stuff and at one point my buddy's girlfriend rolls up with like five or six grails and I give her like the come here you know hand wave and I hand one to Tiki and one of the guys who was running the booth them goes, oh, you said you weren't going to drink today. Tiki looks at him and goes, fuck it. So I hand him the grail. I explained to him what needs to be done, which is you chug it. And we got on film. We, we, we grailed. We saw. We conquered. And Tiki, Tiki sucks one down really good. Did you sing the grail song with Tiki, though? I didn't want to push my luck, but, you know, I am the provost of inventing the, the when, grail When song. you go next year, I think... You have to take it one step further. Each year, you just got to take it one step further. Yeah. And I think next, next year, year is the year to teach him the Grail song to the tune of Blue's Clues. We're not going to sing it. I was getting ready, but okay, we're not going to sing it. We'll save that for another time. But yeah, so Tiki was a real sport about it. And you know what one pet peeve I had about the whole day? 
is Carton, like, allegedly was, like, a DJ's guy in his college years. He had, like, a friend that lived in, I don't know, one of the towns down there, whatever. But during the show, he, like, does a grail with his co-host, but he refers to it as the Holy Grail and just keeps saying that, which I think if you go into, like, you know, the DJ's archives when, like, four wise men created the drink, maybe it was the Holy Grail, but, like, anyone, you know, born after 92 just calls it a grail. So him saying that just really chapped my ass the whole time. (laughs) I was like, sir... There's not the Holy Grail. It is just a grail. They come in various colors and, and flavors. And you're going to have to just get with the times. That's great. Now, I saw that video on Instagram and I was all jacked up. I think I texted you immediately. I was like, and what? I got so many texts right at that point. And luckily, I didn't see them right away because I did not have my Apple Watch on. <laughs> but when I looked at my phone eventually, there was a lot of texts about me and Tiki's grail. You were in the moment with Tiki Barber. It was fun. Enjoying your Memorial Day weekend kickstart. Yeah, so that's how it started. It ended with me at DJ till midnight. So I pulled a 12-hour <laughs> DJ stint. And I had a 9 a.m. tea time the next day. So I tried to rally my friends. Like, hey, you guys want to leave and like maybe get dinner and go home? And this was at like 9.30. And they were like, no, this is great. Let's stay. And I was like, nope. So I hung in for another like 40 minutes till the Uber prices were like somewhat reasonable. And then got my ass out of there. So like, I'd say that's growth. I'm surprised you didn't try and walk home from DJs, since you love walking miles I, and miles so, so, on it. So normally I would have, but I was wearing my, like, beat-to-crap old Air Force Ones that essentially had, like, holes in the bottom, because I figured, like, you don't wear anything you care about to DJs, obviously. Oh, no so, um, so we did that. Also, funny thing about Tiki I forgot is they had, like, a little Nerf football, and he had signed it, and I gave it to, you know, Tim, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. We love you, but you're just irresponsible. So he had the bag of all the goodies. When you go to this event every year, there's like a lot of vendors. They give you free stuff, like a Frisbee, T-shirt, what have you. So we had a bunch of random free stuff, and I had one of these footballs signed, and, you know, Tim loses it in broad daylight, just loses the bag. So I figured. So I figured me and Tiki, obviously we're best friends now, so we had done a grail together, which is obviously basically a blood oath at Tim Belmar. So I cut the line of about 60 people, go right back up to him and said, hey, hey Tiki, my dipshit friend lost the ball. You mind signing this? Immediately did it, shook what? my hand, and was like, dude, have a great rest of your day. Like, I'll see you soon. I thought so, you were going to tell me he told you to get to the back of the line, and then the friendship was over. No, the friendship actually grew tenfold in that. It blossomed. Moment. Yeah, we are, we are best friends. Like, I might go get a Tiki Barber jersey now. I think you should. I think you should. It's too. only right. It is. So, it started off wholesome with Tiki. Then it got a little... The debauchery kicked in. But then I went back. Then I, I woke up. I somehow got home. Took a liquid IV, a few Advil, a little water here and there, what have you. My mom made a sandwich. It was great with leftovers. And, you know, I woke up early in the morning, got to golf. Shot a 105, you know, solid round for me, one of my better ones. And uh, then a little wholesome, went to my buddy's house down in Shark River Hills. We had a little barbecue, chilled, and then we made a really adult move after the third year in a row saying we were going to go to Columns, only to not get in because the line was too long. We actually didn't go. We thought the line was going to be long and audible to a nice, like, local dive bar, and it was super chill, and I didn't feel like a degenerate. I was really proud. I'm proud of you. Me too. It was nice. Shout out to Joe's Surf Shack. Except by like 10 o'clock, they had like maybe two girls working the bar. And it took about an hour and a half to get a drink. It, was, it wasn't it was fun. But it was whatever. That reminds but, me of a faithful Thanksgiving Eve back in 2014. And um, I forget what the... 
Oh, the bar's name was Taste in Red Bank. Ooh. And that's like where all the Middletown people went. Was that near the downtown? Um, it's in the Galleria. Okay, uh, of course. So not yeah, too yeah. far from there. Uh, but we went in, and it's like all of Middletown at this one bar. Oh, yeah. And there's yeah. one bartender. Love that. At the entire place. You know what? That happened to us, too. There was the one year we were like, we're not going to Moore's Tavern anymore. We are better than this. And we were adults. And we went to Trey, I think, in Freehold. And there was like, they just were not expecting a Thanksgiving Eve crowd. And the poor girl who was tending Marsh probably made a killing in money. But she did not stop. Like, there was so, all of Marlboro just rolled up to this, like, nondescript, like, pizzeria bar kind of place. And just, like, assaulted this woman for drinks. <laughs> she probably put down a mortgage with the tips that night. But, like, she got, she earned her money really yeah, well. Oh, yeah. You got to make them work if that's, that's 100%. the case. Also, that's, it's confession time. We went from Joe's search Shack, and the six of us that remained went to DJ's for an hour at the end Jeez. of the night. <laughs> Mind you, it was because someone, one of our friends mistakenly got kicked out of the bar for, like, starting a fight, even though it was someone else who, like, vaguely, I think, looked like them. So, totally innocent, but the bartender, the bouncers were being pieces of shit. So, we leave the bar. Some of our friends were a little heated from the exchange of the security, and I'm like, guys, we're not getting in anywhere right now. It's like almost midnight but there's one place i can get you in because i know people and we got like the 300 person lines i know the guy at the door and i got them in the djs just enough for like a grail to cool down before we went home so bro i went from being proud of you to being like a little a little disappointed but it seems like the the scenario called for it was a desperate times calls for desperate measures yeah there, there was another multiverse somewhere where like you know Chris Pratt didn't shoot Thanos in the face, and our friend didn't kick the, get kicked out of that bar. Like, there's a lot of things that could have happened, but we live in this reality, so it was like we dipped our toe in DJs. But I will say, once one of my 20 year old brother's friends came and dapped me up, I was like, "Yep, we're out of here. Uber's here." And like, That's like immediate depression hits. A depression? I was like, "Do you guys have Zoloft in a cup?" <laughs> well, it sounds like you and I had similar. Thoughts on how to handle Memorial Day weekend as a 30-year-old. Like, you kind of want to venture out from the strictly, like, main Jersey Shore bars. But, like, you don't completely exit the world just yet. Um, I don't think, like, even, I, I'm very against that in general. You know, if you have a kid or you're like, whatever, going to a nice beach bar and hanging out that weekend, like, should be forever acceptable. Like, oh, a nice beach bar. Any, like, you can go to Joe Surfshack during the day, go anywhere you want to go, Marina Grill, as long as you're out and about, like, enjoying it. If you're a Jersey person from, like, Monmouth County, like, if you're, if you have a pool, one of a party at your house, that's great. Have all your friends over, have a good time, like, don't worry about driving, but if you're someone who's just gonna, like, say, I'm above going out that weekend, because, like, you think it's cool, you're, you're a fucking loser. Like, I'm just gonna say it. And, like, that's gonna lead to a future segment, but, like, you should go to jail. <laughs> You should go to jail. Like, that's a lame move. I'm, I'm very over people saying we're too old for... Ex-. Like, sure, maybe we're too old to go to DJs now and there's 20-year-olds that we know there. But, like, there's a lot you can do. Like, I hate the people that say they can't socialize anymore. Oh, 100%. You can still do stuff. So, I like, I went to LBI with my family. Thanks for Friday, Friday and Saturday. Sweet. Sorry, next up. Next up. Uh, I did that Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, I was like, all right, it's time for me to, to venture. I got to... Go out in public. Oh, you! Te- I got the text. So Matt was like, "I will not do nothing social this week. I'm going to Jenks. Are you with me?" And I was like, "Dude, my insides hurt." Went, and he was not with me. No, <laughs> I had. I went to a friend's beach house to go do a barbecue and kind of chill. And, you know, let my liver get a break. But I should have went. It was a bad friend move. Like, yeah, I, I did go to Jenks with a couple friends. Great time. The weather was great. They had uh, live music inside. They have like a weird like DJ. 
party section outside. I don't even know if that was there last year. I love what they did to the outside of that place. It's kind of like a tiki bar, Donovan's Reef vibe, but you can go there during the day. Now, Jenks is great. Like, even our age. It's like a weirdly older crowd, and I love that place. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely felt way more comfortable there than I would have. I think Jenks is probably our place this summer. I'm very cool with that. It's like Jenks and Columns, but Jenks takes credit card, and the older you get, the more important that is. I know. I don't want to have to keep pulling out cash every 30 minutes and then have to also pay a $6 fee. Oh, I have, my oh, I have an update for you. So DJs went crazy. They installed new ATMs. It is no longer the four ninety nine flat fee. It's 5% of whatever you take out. What? Oh, they're wild. They were wild and at those ATMs. I saw... I was... Mind you, I was sober. I was taking out cash to get food at the snack bar there. I wanted to get a cheesesteak or whatever like in between the show. But... I noticed that, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, these ATMs look different. They're, like, very modern looking. So I, you know, wanted to get my 25 bucks to grab food. And I see that it's 5% of whatever you take out. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I did it anyway. It was wild. Like, you know, they've given us so many good memories, I can't get mad at them. But, like, sucks for those new kids. Like, my little brother is screwed. I think out of principle, I would have starved myself and not gotten a snack and say, I'm not giving... 5% 5% of whatever I pull out. Normally I'd say that as someone who walks to not pay for Ubers, but I had a 9 a.m. tea time and I was not making it to West Windsor, New Jersey at 9 a.m. on a hangover. I don't even know where West Windsor is. I don't either, but nice course. Oh, man. All right, well, that was a nice recap of Memorial Day weekend. We'll and give more summer updates as we go. Yeah, because this is going to be a regular podcast now, right? Uh, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> This is going to be a regular podcast now. Um, but all right, we'll be back after this quick break. All right, welcome back. This next segment is called Screen Time, named after Ant running up his phone screen time during every TV show that he watched because of his Apple Watch notifications. I was going to say, you're giving me too much credit. Just my phone screen time, the TV screen time, my other TV screen time. My watch, my laptop. I'm actually getting stressed out thinking about how much time you were looking at screens. I watch so many shows, it's terrible. Uh, my screen time went down like 15% last week. Were you like locked in a cage somewhere? Or? No, and I started my unemployment last week. Fun employment. My fun employment. Yes, love that. So, uh, in screen time, this segment here, we're going to run through some of the things that we've been watching lately, uh, give our thoughts. First thing that we do want to mention here is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Um, that movie was very dope. Uh, what did you think, Ed? Uh Marvel needed a win, like, in the worst possible way. They so were, like, badly. fourth and down bad and needed a non-sucky movie, and they got one. It was a lot of fun. Um, it kind of felt like a little, like, divergence from what they've been doing, which is, like, this, like, multiverse clusterfuck they've been wanting with. And I don't know what's going on with, like, Jonathan Majors and, like, him going to jail and they're going to recast him, whatever. But this was a lot of fun. We'll see what happens with Marvel from there. There's, like, some things I'm excited about, some things I'm cringing at the thought of, like the Marvels and Echo. But it was a lot of fun. It was it was probably the best three, best trilogy of any Marvel, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. And Captain America's there, but this was right there is probably the best. Yeah, no, I definitely loved... All three of the Guardians movies. This one was like a very... I think it was a good closure to this particular cast of Guardians. Uh, we'll try and avoid any spoilers of post credit scenes if you haven't watched it yet. But uh, with this group, 
I thought it was a nice way to like close it out and exit Gamora, exit Drax. I mean, it's known that Batista doesn't want to be Drax anymore. The funny part of that statement is <laughs> Dave Batista and James Gunn are like the best of friends, so he'll just be a different superhero character in like the revamped DC universe in like a year or two. Which is funny because he shit talked being in Marvel so long, but he's gonna run and be he'll be Bane or something in DC. But that's an absolute fact. Write it down now. That'd be pretty sick. But um, but yeah, I will say uh, my one critique of this movie. I mean, there was a lot to like. I, it was genuinely funny, even with the PG thirteen rating. I love that Marvel finally dropped an f bomb in a movie. Like go Chris Pratt for getting that. I heard a podcast where I'm sorry, not a pod. He was on uh, Jimmy Fallon and they were talking. Or sorry, one of the late night shows, Jimmy Kimmel. And they were saying how, like, throughout the years, so many of the Marvel actors have been, like, fighting to get, like, the first fuck in a movie. And he got it. So, good for him. Makes sense. It's in a James Gunn film. But my one critique is they didn't kill anyone off. And I think that's, like, a bigger issue I have with Marvel. There's, like, really no stakes. Like, no one ever dies anymore. And, like, there's just too many characters. And, like, I'm sure they're saving it all for, like, this big Secret Wars thing where they'll get rid of people and kind of revamp who's actually, like, the main people going forward. But right now, it's just too many people. But don't you think these actors are pushing against being killed off based on the fact that they make a King's Ransom every single time they're in a Marvel movie? Yeah, sure, but when there's guys like Dave Bautista were like, I don't want to do this anymore, like, why not kill him? Like, there's some low-hanging fruit to kill someone. Plus, they've also made it so that with this multiverse, they could bring literally anybody back if they want to. So, I guess it's not as big of a deal if you do get killed off as it was in previous years. I was going to say, they have this whole, like, phase and a half through whatever they do with Secret Wars, like, to do that. Like, I think after that, that'll be, like, what they did in the comics back in the day was they, like, moved all the different brands. Like, Ultimate Spider-Man, regular Spider-Man, they made all those things. Ultimate X-Men. They kind of, like, mushed together all the different comic series of each character and made it into, like, one continuity. Which is probably what they're doing here with this movie. Like, they're going to bring a lot of the old actors back. I know all the original X-Men cast is coming back for something. So I think it's going to be, like, whoever's left after that big movie will be, like, who goes forward in the MCU. But for right now, it just feels, like, very, you know, a little, very crowded, I gotta say. I, I just feel like nobody knows what direction that they want to actually go in. No, like, whatever happened to the Eternals? Like what was the point of that one? Like there's a lot of movies that feel like one-offs. And like, <laughs> they were like, here, have this random movie that you're never going to care about again. Yeah, or like Shang-Chi, which like I love. There's like a post-credit scene, like his sister's going to come back in her own series. Like, do I care about her running that weird like organization? Like, no, like, they're, they're literally doing so much and they just do less. They got to like pare it down. Like, I know they were in a weird spot because like, you know, Chadwick Boseman passed away and now it's Jonathan Majors. But I feel like they're just getting away from like the main people and trying to appease so many like sub audiences that it's like very just everywhere at once. Yeah, I agree. Before we move on, I just, I do have to admit with this movie, I think it's the first Marvel movie where I've been in a theater and like actually was like getting in my feels. Like I'm sitting in this movie theater alone, bunch of crunch in hand and I'm like starting to well up watching this backstory of Rocket. Oh, that was great. So sad. They nailed that. Like, how do you make CGI animals that make a grown man almost cry? How do you make a 31-year-old man listen to Florence and the Machine 800 times in two weeks? <laughs> I don't know, but they did it. I've listened to The Dog Days Are Over more times than I care to admit. Oh, man. Well, anyway, if you haven't seen Guardians yet, go see it. Or just wait. Like, it'll be on Disney Plus in three weeks, but... Yeah or, okay. yeah, or you could do that. Next thing that we want to discuss, more Marvel, not really MCU, but 
Um, Spider-Verse. If you read the Reddit, there actually might be a little MCU in there. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I did not read the Reddit on that, but it's coming out this week. And our reviews are hot. Are we going saying, together? Yeah, we're definitely going together. It's a date. Okay. Um, I've heard it's fantastic. I heard it's better than the first one. And it's like, I think they said there's like 290 different spider people in the movie. And it just looks awesome. Oh, the trailer is crazy. Just so all of them grouped in together. And I don't even know who half these spider people are. They have like a spider cat. Yeah, spider everyone. I will say though, the one thing I was really excited about the movie until Nike did the release of like the new Spider-Verse Jordans. And I didn't get them. So... A little less excited about the movie, but I'm still excited about the movie. Do you think the soundtrack will be as good as the first one, though? Because that soundtrack was amazing. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. They're going to go right up against the Guardians one. And, like, Disney put out this, like, playlist thing on Apple and Spotify where it's, like, all the songs from all the movies in one playlist. And it's amazing. It's like the Guardians of the Galaxy mixtape official. So, can Spider-Verse do it? I imagine, because I would think after the popularity of the first one, every artist worth their weight is going to want to be on it. So I'm guessing it's going to be like a crazy cast of characters on that on that soundtrack. I didn't even think of that until you just brought it up, but I'm excited about it now, thinking that it could be awesome. Because that first one was like actually, I'd say besides like the Tarzan soundtrack, the only one I've ever listened to in heavy rotation in my life. Oh, uh, so good. Phil Collins? <laughs> can't, can't be it. Can't <laughs> Could be not it. be Phil Collins. No. Yeah, it was just like... The way they did it in the first one, besides like having sunflowers, like the opening Charles Malone song, Jam. but when they have the leap of faith scene, like the song they have in the background there is just like that's great. When he first starts shooting the electric out of his, he's awesome. Big Miles, iconic guy. scene. I spend so much time trying to fan cast who the live action Miles is going to be, and I should probably spend less time on it. But <laughs> I think it's going to be the black kid from Stranger Things. He just looks like Miles and has Miles energy. I don't know his name, but he's a good actor. Which one is that? The, the kid who plays basketball in Stranger Things. Oh, right, 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 so the, right. He's got the high hair. It looks cool. He, he just gives me... I used to think I was going to be the kid from Power, and then I'm ashamed of myself for thinking that. That guy's a terrible actor. <laughs> but the kid from Stranger <laughs> Things definitely has the chops for it. Um, that, that'll that be cool, the live action. But I'm very much looking forward to Across the Spider-Verse. Plus, Spider-Gwen appearance. Gotta love Spider-Gwen. Love Spider-Gwen. She's a great get, character. I'm going to get so stoned for that movie. I can't wait. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. It's legal in Jersey, folks. He's allowed to say that. That's true. Uh, last thing for a screen time here. Uh, Ted Lasso. Is this the end tonight? Uh, we're recording this on 5.30 for anybody I, listening. I don't know. I mean, right now it's probably my favorite show going. I, I know a lot of people are like a lot of controversy this season. They've touched on a lot of like touchy subjects. And like it's a very mental health focus, which I really lean into. I love it. I think it's really funny. The show's got a ton of heart. Pulls at the heartstrings. I mean, they've just, like, weaved into, like, so many different narratives. Like, the social justice thing and, like, the LGBT story. And they do it really well. Like, better than a lot of shows. Like, some things feel forced sometimes. Ted Lasso always, like, lands the plane. I love how they do it. And it sucks. I mean, I've been seeing, like, there's an account that uh, Sudeikis, I think, runs where it's, like, him as Ted Lasso. It's, like, I just verified Ted Lasso. And they put out a Nike ad, like, selling their kit and saying, like, this is their last game. And, I mean, not going to spoil it, but last week's episode kind of gave you that vibe that it might be coming to a close. And that would really suck. I've heard rumors that, like, uh, Sudeikis doesn't want to do it anymore. But, like, they have a handshake that if he decides to, he it, it, they could do more seasons or a spinoff or something. So, I hope it comes back in its current form. I think they can at least get another season or two out of it. I mean, they just started, like, diving into different people on the team. And, like, a lot of their stories have been really cool. So, I hope they do more with it. Or maybe he comes to the U.S. and, like 
does the MLS. There, there's stuff they could do, and I think it'd be really exciting. So I hope it's not over. I'm definitely going to watch the finale after we finish recording. And, yeah, I mean, where are you? Are you caught up, or where are you at? Yeah, I'm fully caught up, and I typically, or I generally feel the same as you about the show. I did feel in the beginning of the season, it was like kind of hard to see where they were trying to steer this ship towards. Hundred percent. As we know that, like the the show is co- like coming towards its end. Yeah. Um, but I loved having Zava in there. Oh, Zava! He was great. awesome. I mean, he was so blatantly made after Ibrahimovic as well. Oh yeah, like, exactly. It was just it was hilarious. I do like that they've given Nate this additional arc. He turned uh, face so quickly, though. He had, like, another couple episodes of being a heel. Well, that, he turned really quick. That was the thing, like, part of my problem with, like, how they were steering the show. Because the turnaround was so quick. But I think because they know that the show only had one final season, they had to kind of wrap him up and get some closure for that. Yeah, uh, I think they quickly. thought it might be ending. So they are like, in case it does, let's speed some of this up. Yeah. And, like, I, I love the Jamie dynamic with Roy. Like, Roy's my favorite character by far. I mean, I like that whole dynamic and, like... Ah, him the poster to, in the room. That when, was, it, when it ended up being it's, Keely. It's, yeah, then they opened the door. It's Keely. <laughs> that that's great. I also love that Ted Lasso jumped into the fappening, but did like their own version of it. It was called like they had like a funny British name for it. And I was dying when they did it. <laughs> that was a funny episode. I liked that a lot. How they handled it. I thought it was funny. I loved the episode when Ted's son came. I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah. Like the speech Beard gave him, and they were like playing the Beatles and stuff like that. Episode hit. I mean, I'm actually not a child of divorce, but, like, it hit home. I was like, they did a really good job with this. I'm, like, in my feels right now. I love this. Yeah. No, it, it was a good episode. That was a really good episode. Did you catch Succession? I did not. I, I'm, like, three seasons behind. All right. Well, I'll give a quick one on this. I'm sure a lot of listeners did watch it. I mean, super popular show. Definitely an HBO historian here. Like, obviously, nothing's going to touch The Sopranos or, like, The Wire and the classics. But, like, this show did a good job. And, like, the modern HBO... It was great. I mean, it did a really good job. I think at times the plot got a little stale with, like, just the kids fighting with the dad back and forth. I think they, like, needed, like, a new antagonist maybe at one other point. But I love what they did. I mean, bring in the, the guy who's making fun of the Spotify owner. I forget his name. But bring him in and, like, having how it ended. I'm trying not to spoil it for Matt. But I think they landed <laughs> the ship really well. I mean, I think, I think a lot of the characters ended up where they had to be. And it was a really satisfying ending. And I thought it might have ended in a crappy way, but... I enjoyed it. I mean, for an hour and a half finale, I think they tied everything up really well, and I would definitely go back and rewatch it at some point. It was a fun show, and, you know, it's, just, it's very timely, too. I mean, the election episode was just hit very close to home for things we've dealt with. Well, I, uh, I definitely have to catch up. I don't know why I, like, got through two seasons, and I just never went back to it. I think I thought that I had way more time to catch up, and... I just overestimated the amount of time. That totally happens. And, like, yeah, I mean, we've been there. I mean, I'm very, like, just rigid about my shows. Like, I've gotten worse where I can't stay up as late as I do. I'll fall asleep. But I used to, like, be very, like, I'm watching it the night it comes out. Like, I will do it for Ted tonight because I know people will be talking about it tomorrow. But yeah. Succession, like, I was not going back to the office this week not having seen the finale because it would probably be spoiled two minutes in. So That's true. Um, uh, I was just checking my phone. Normally, Apple TV sends me. I just saw it's a different show. They sent one for some show I didn't ever heard of. Yeah, normally I get one around nine PM, and it's like, yeah, Ted Lasso is available for you to watch. But oh, this is the first week they're actually going to put it on a Wednesday when it's supposed to come out. That would be awful. I would hate that. I don't want to stay up that late. No. Um, another quick hit there. If you haven't watched it yet, watch Shrinking on Apple Plus. Awesome show. 
My parents love that. Fantastic. I, I haven't started it yet. It's like it's Harrison Ford and Jason Siegel. It's like OG funny, like I love you, Van Era, Jason Siegel, and Harrison Ford, and the girl, the girl's third lead's hysterical. I forget her. I don't know her real name. I haven't seen her anything, but she's very funny. Show was awesome, and they're doing like two or three more seasons. Um, so yeah, that that's a pretty deep one too. It's very like in the vein of Ted Lasso. It kind of deals with like everyone's. It's a comedy, but it's everyone's like perspective of like loss, but like different aspects of their life. It's it's great. That's cool. Um, and I, I know there are some people who will be listening. Uh, I think you should leave that released today. Tim Robinson. Um, oh, what to watch? It's very very funny. Sloppy steaks for the boys. Oh, my brother literally... I haven't seen it yet. I've seen like a little bit of the first episode. My brother's having all his like, frat brothers over to watch it at my house tonight. So It's, it's hilarious. I definitely have to catch the season is that. This is the third season. So it's all sketch? Out. Yeah. So it's kind of like back in the day, Like I used to love like Human Giant, Key and Peele, so I'm thinking it's like one of those. It's like a, a raunchy Key and Peele. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna, it's on Netflix? Yeah. Well, hopefully they didn't lock me out. They started doing the password sharing thing, so oh, I don't okay. know if I have Netflix right now, but... If anyone has a password they want to throw my way, I'm here in the DMs. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the only other one I'm going to touch on real quick is like I just want to say, like as much as I just praised HBO for Succession, I've never seen a show lose my attention like Barry. This last, I didn't even touch the season yet. They went so far to like making it a dark comedy that it like was it's like nauseating to watch. It's not good. There's like weird dream sequences. And it's like very just like fucked up and twisted like they really took like what was like a funny dextery kind of show and just destroyed it like i'm i think the fin- i don't even they didn't really advertise it i'm guessing they know it sucked too i think the finale was last night i got through like five minutes and fell asleep i'll probably watch it to see how they end it but i'm pretty sure the show ended like they did not even put any media behind it like no one cared that the show was ending and i think that's for the best i i, I have a group chat with a bunch of guys from college well i should say i had one because nobody has used it this season so I think you guys turned me on to it way back when. Like I didn't listen at first, but I caught up on it, and I'm caught up, and it it, it got awful. Yeah, I, I think that must be the consensus feeling because nobody has discussed it at all, unless they started in a group chat without me. Yeah, they got rid of all the aspects. Like it's not about him being an actor anymore. Like it's not about really anything. They just took the characters and like really made everyone's very dark. <laughs> so if you get to it, let me know. We can talk about it. But I'm out. I'm out on better. And I'm someone that sticks with shows. Like I've stuck with like real bad. I stuck with Shameless for like mold, like way longer than I should have. And like Barry, like if you told me there was another season, I would I would a hundred percent be done. But I'll finish the finale probably later today or tomorrow and just like be done with it and never look back at it again. All right. Well, that's it for screen time. We'll be right back. Okay. Welcome back to the Brandless Podcast. Our last segment. Of the week is going to be a new segment, and I say it's a new segment because this is only our second episode, and it is called Straight to Jail. Put you in jail right away. No trial, no, no nothing. Uh, this is a play off of a phrase that uh, a friend of mine has been using for quite some time now, and I've stolen it from him, and I've abused it, and Ant has started to use it, and it's just like. The only way I can really explain it is just like, this thing or this person just needs to go to jail. We would be way better off in life without it if it's just incarcerated. Get it away from us. Um, <laughs> I really don't know how else to describe jail. Yeah, I was. you didn't explain it to me. I just like caught on to how you were using it, and now I use it all the damn time, and I love it. We just have some addictive personalities, and we started using it, and now we can't stop. 
So, Ant, straight to jail. Who are you sending there this week? This is big, but, um, well, I kind of essentially threw Barry in jail, but that's not my jail. My first official... <laughs> you two jail picks. My first <laughs> official jailing is the Boston Celtics. Uh, I mean, fuck Boston. Oh, fuck Boston so hard. I mean, I'm a Nets fan too, so I hate them. They robbed us multiple times in trades. They're a bunch of losers. But anyway, as a big NBA fan, I've been watching the series. I mean, they were just dying, 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 dying to have their own version of like the bloody sock and that miserable Red Sox team. And I love that Himmy Butler just shoved it up their ass. Jimmy and the random undrafted boys featuring Bam just took them down. And I bet them, put some money in my pocket, go heat. They're going to get slaughtered by the Nuggets, but good story nonetheless. But yeah, that was a loser effort. You fight all the way back and then lose a home game, and it wasn't even close. It was pretty pathetic. Hey, are the Heat going to lose the Nuggets? I feel like we've been saying the Heat are going to lose every round, and then they just keep winning. The Heat are the second biggest favorite in the finals in like NBA history, like minus 400. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Jokic's going to be stopped. I don't think Murray's going to be stopped. I think... Jimmy Butler's had such a workload this playoffs that, like, he just can't keep up. He's got to be gassed. The Nuggets are so deep. They have, like, 10 starter-level players on their team. Like, and Jokic is just having a historic season. I mean, I have a couple of bets for the Nuggets. I just don't think that he'd have the manpower to beat them at this point. And I think the Nuggets probably win it, like, four games to two at best. I don't think that he'd have much of a shot here. But, uh, but I did love ESPN. Just kept zoom. Obviously, Bill Simmons used to work at ESPN. They had kind of a weird breakup. And he's a huge Celtics fan. And they kept like zooming in on his face in the fourth quarter. And it was <laughs> that look of disgust made me so damn happy. That's great. Do you watch hockey or not really? Not really. I like to pretend I'm a Devils fan. So when they beat the Rangers, I can like make fun of my Ranger fan, uh, fan friends. I feel like at different points, I've been a fake fan of both. As a kid, I went to a lot of Devils games. But I felt like in high school, all my friends were Ranger fans, and it was like a sport that if I was going to get into it, I had to like have friends that are fans. So I kind of just like said I was a Rangers fan. I think I had like a Chris Kreider t-shirt and like watched all those playoff runs. But I don't know. I like the playoffs. I watched the Devils-Rangers series. Like I didn't really care either way. I feel like I was going to pretend to root for either one at that point. Just yeah. not a hockey guy, but my buddy's really, really, really big on betting on the Vegas Golden Knights, so I have, like, several wagers on them, one of which is them and the Nuggets to win their respective titles, and I took it, like, two weeks ago, so pull for that one. All right. My jail, straight to jail, is going to be a play on something that we touched on briefly before. Um, Uh Uh-oh, who's going behind bars? All the bar lines at the Jersey Shore for Memorial Day weekend. Oh, straight to jail. Straight to jail. I never want to see a single one again, and it's like... On Saturday, when I was in LBI, I was texting some friends, and they were like, hey, come to the shore tonight. And I was like, that's a good idea. Why don't I do that? So I have dinner with the family. It runs a little long. I go on Instagram after dinner. And shout out to Madison Gossip. They always got the line updates for the oh, bars love, on there. I love their line updates. Shout and, out to Madison Gossip. And I'm looking, and it's like they have a Jenks line update, and it was at least a mile and a half long. Like they probably closed off the line. So you know what I did? I got undressed, I put on comfy clothes, and I stayed in LBI. And I did not go out. Sounds great. But all the lines got to go to jail. At one point, I was watching those Instagram videos, and I wasn't sure if it was a bar line or, like, the election day line when the machines break. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, 10,000 people waiting in line at night. And they're like, stay in line! You're going to get there! I was like, that is that, except at Columns. Dude, there was a time where we would have actually waited in those lines, and I don't understand how we did that. We used, and to, like, we used to tell ourselves we were going to get there, and like 
most of the times we did, like when we had the houses we did, but like the last couple of years since we've like not had houses anymore, I feel like any of the times we do that, we just like sit there for an hour and then like accept the reality and then go to like a lesser bar. But this year we kind of bucked the trend and just went to the lesser crowded bar ahead of time and it just worked. It was so much better. So much better. It feels like a, a very much like a get off my lawn kind of take about these lines and like why would you ever wait on them, but it really just makes no sense. Time is your most valuable asset, folks. Don't forget that. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not 21 and it's not your first summer, like, or maybe your second summer, there's no point of waiting on those lines. The holiday weekends, just, they're fun. Like, they're very symbolic. It's like, oh, winter's over. It's going to be a great time. But aside from that, I mean, you're paying co- exorbitant covers that you don't pay the rest of the summer except for, like, July 4th. The lines are miserable. It's, like, not low. There's a different vibe in there when it's, like, the local Jersey people or then, like, God knows where all the people are from those weekends. It's like a mess and it's too crowded. So, you know, I get it. Like, my brother's turning 21. Like, I would be, he, I encourage him to go wait on that line. Yeah, when you're younger, it's different. The line's kind of fun at that point. You're wasted. Like, you're like, you don't really know what the bar's going to be like. The big anticipation. And also, like, I just forgot. We're doing jail. Like, we have an honorary jail person. I'm not going to say who, but, like, you know they should be in the slammer. <laughs> they should absolutely be in the slammer. slammer. And, and I want to know why they're not in the slammer. And we are not horsing around. We are <laughs> Jail for that. Yeah, <laughs> for that I'm going jail for an inside joke. Sorry, guys. But with that, thank you for listening to The Brandless Podcast, our second episode, The Return. Please make sure to... Drop a follow and on Twitter at the Brandless Podcast or our personal accounts on Twitter at Ant underscore Sin or at Matthew underscore Olden sixty one. Make sure you follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're a really good friend, follow on both. Give us a five star review. Ant, you have anything else to say other than that? As Michael Jordan once said, we're back. We back. <laughs>